it's just nonsense. Where, where you say, James, like stoner humour, I think is the, the apt description for it. Like, Something about the films doesn't sit right with me and I can't put my finger on it. That's yeah. another instance of where he's trying to not be invested in himself and the things just to start falling in place for him. I think I'm just a miserable bastard who can't just take comedy for comedy. They have this subtext of like quite a important discussion point. Hello and welcome back to the officially unofficial film podcast with your hosts, myself, George, James and Ben. Uh, how are we all doing after a week of isolation again? Did you mean two two weeks? Well, Ugh. it's a week since we last spoke, so. True, true that, true that, good, good. Uh, great isolation, but isolation is generally bad, so. I mean, I, I, I've barely changed my daily routine. It's, it's, it's concerning, quite frankly. True, but don't you see less people just generally now? I feel less social pressure to go see other people, and I quite enjoy that. But other than that, it's terrible. See, I've never had social pressure to talk to you guys. Neither. Just, just love us. You don't need that social pressure to interact. No, I'm not... we talk so much shit like Anchorman that it just doesn't matter to me. Great. I mean, we do talk random crap. A lot. That is that is fair. So yeah, this week we are chatting about the two Anchorman films. Uh, I personally don't really have much I'm of the an only opinion. One that likes them out of the three of us. It yes. Hurts. No, I don't hurts. dislike it. I just think it's a it's... good background film. Fine. Who doesn't love them? Yeah, I don't love it. Better terminology for yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> I thought this week was going to go so differently at the beginning. I watched the first one. I was all chipper like, ah, oh, this is stonery greatness. No, I forgot you two weren't stoners. That is true. That oh. is very true. But the first one is incredibly quotable. Yeah, that's its main redeeming quality, I'll be honest. Other than that, it's, it's extremely the rest of it. Yeah, the rest of it I dislike. Well, not dislike, but it's the just kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's just like, it's been so overhyped throughout the years. And I was, you know, I guess it's the first time you're watching it. So maybe it all hasn't quite come to me yet. Like, I haven't quite formed an opinion. But yeah, it was, eh, eh, it's good. I'd probably give it a strong six out of five, maybe. But it's like... Wait, a six out of just, five? Yeah, that's being generous. No, like, you mean a six out of ten. Yeah, 6.5 out of five, guys. It is the best movie ever made. No, out of 10. Um, yeah, it's just... Eh, it's right. Like... You, you were saying with everyone hyping it. Because was this... Did you just say this was the first time you've ever watched this movie? Yeah, the first one, yeah. Okay. I was just expecting more. Like, to I don't know. Fair, it's... The first time I've watched both movies, I did gloss over a little bit. Because the overarching story and not being a stoner... So... It's harder to pay attention because there's like, you say it's not like egg the right, but it's like the shit of Red the Right. It's like, it merges those two worlds with a load of great actors. I'm like, oh, now. Oh, oh yeah, it's got like some of the best like comedic actors 
of of the biz and it's like for like american comedy i'd say it's 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 very strong but it's like it's it's comedy is like fart jokes or like like it's perfectly like it's comedy okay. is fart jokes sexual har- sexual harassment jokes and stuff that like it seems so absurd to think that this was 30 years ago and it's like but this legitimately happened 30 years ago no matter how yeah. you look at it but it's still that one somewhat sensible person that then comes into the room and no that it. one sensible person is veronica yeah and that's it the re- everyone else is like oh yeah that's funny you're hilarious ron everyone loves you ron or everyone loves you chip true or but Champ you have to Brick remember whoever. ron's making them a fuck ton of money yeah like <laughs> the the subtext of this movie for me was arguably stronger than some of the jokes like the way it's trying to explore like that that male dominated industry where it like it was like i i, well, I guess i don't know i wasn't like back then so but assumably of that time it was it was seen as like a joke for women to come up and be like the forefront it's like the underlying premise it's great you know that 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 actually leads like a lot of weight towards like a lot of the jokes but they are so bloody sexist and i was like jesus i can't believe they're actually saying this sort of shit hey, they can turn to racist in the next one <laughs> they really do like oh my god so like but... to compare it to the best two comedy films from across the pond in the past 20 years or certainly the most popular right i look at anchorman and i look at hot fuzz because ben you were saying earlier how considering the hype you would expect edgar wright levels of comedic yeah i mean i i guess that's unrealistic but but if you look at it so you look at anchorman and its jokes rely heavily on sexual harassment jokes and how absurd is this world that this is like from 30 years ago yeah. Whereas you look at Hot Fuzz and it takes the idealistic town and turns it up to 11 rather than... Well, it's, it's, it's parodying like American it's, action movies yeah, in, a small, in a small country conservative village. Right. It's so fucking it's a parody. I don't... I can't... <laughs> Anchorman's not... It is a parody. But the They're way it's parodying... Movies, pardon? Right? They're both just ridiculous in their own right. Well, it's also like American comedy. American comedy is not like this nuanced, like dark, like I don't know, a bit on the nose sort of. Yeah, you know. I've kind of lost my point. Annoyingly, it is. No, I, I think you made it. <sighs> yeah, it, for me, it relies on more a joke at people rather than a community. Does that make sense? Yes. So Anchorman relies more on. Oh, look how dumb it was that people thought it was dumb that women could be in higher powers in journalism or in jobs in general but then it isn't even being like that intellectual about the joke it's 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 genuinely making a sexist joke rather than being nuanced with the with the idea it's just like haha we're just gonna go dunk yeah whereas hot fuzz is like oh we're killing people for the greater good of the town and it's like that's ridiculously absurd yeah, for a for a village for a award contest. Village, for a village <laughs> it's award, it's brilliant. like come on. They're two for me. They're kind of two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Like one's top down, the other's bottom up. Like, and they somehow meet in the middle of weirdness. I, th- I think the the other thing as well is the way in which the jokes are told. Well, the way in which the whole film's told is it's just like it's just constant like one-liners and gags and it's like it it's just nonsense like no overarching joke as well 
Yeah, like everything that's coming out what of Ron's. There's and... no overarching joke. Well, there probably are some jokes. Well, I don't. I can't remember them if there is. So yeah, there's like several consistencies. Which ones? Because uh, there's consistent. It? There's consistent Be, jokes and there's loop. there's overarching jazz jokes. Flute, and that being his one amazing talent of his. That's not an See. overarching joke. Yeah, well, if they like, mention I, it later on, I guess. How even the shittiest kind of person still has that one glorious thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. But I don't know if that's... So, like, when I look at an overarching joke, I mean, like, again, Hot Fuzz. I'm just using these two as the two comparisons because they are arguably the two most popular comedies, one from Britain and one from America in the past 20 years. You look at Hot Fuzz and the the story is the joke. Whereas in Anchorman, it's a lot Everything of one-liners. Everything else but the story is the joke. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, as well, in Hot Fuzz, all the one-liners that people say, like, every scene has, like, a skit or has, like, something payoff in it. And I'm talking about Hot Fuzz here. And, like, every other thing they're saying is a one-liner joke, but it's so meticulously integrated into the story that it's just genius. Whereas, like, Anchorman... They are legitimately saying absolute trash nonsense that makes no fucking sense, even to the fucking scene that it's happening in half the time. It's like, I get that they're supposed to be portraying this larger-than-life character where it's like, how is this guy as famous he is? Because he is ridiculous. Like, all of the cast. But then, like, all the people surrounding him as well are also, like, this ridiculous. You know, like, you've got the, the guy who runs the news station where every time he's on the phone, his son's committing, like, another crime or something. True, but which each that was good. Is consistent in their chaoticness, and it's the movie's just about putting in different scenes with each other. True, but yeah. and, and that's the other thing is like from scene to scene, it just didn't have a nice flow. It was just like where where you say James like stoner humor, I think is the the apt description for it because it's like generally speaking, the the kind of like length you can pay attention to is a lot more reduced. I've been told when you're high so it's like you know the the gags that are kind of occurring on screen where they aren't making sense in the general scope of the movie but they are making some kind of weird warped sense in the moment yeah i, I guess in theory if you were high they'd probably make more sense but for like a completely stone cold sober person going in expecting like one of the comedies of the last two decades it was just like what is this gibberish? I mean, some of the some of the one liners legit popped me, but it was like, I, I don't know. It just didn't have a chance to like breathe in his one liners. It was like immediately followed up with another one that was maybe just True. like it not funny. Uh, English pacing at all? Uh, fully yeah, I that, but it's still it's one of the better things to come out of America. Oh yeah, I won't I won't disagree. Like the the fight scene when that just came out of nowhere. Like, oh yeah, it's good. Oh, it's why great. do you have a hand grenade? Like, the second that was... one got me again, and then they kept escalating the second fight scene. I thought the second film's fight scene of what I remember was so over the top, it wasn't even funny anymore. Like, I... the first film's fight scene actually kind of made sense, because they did refer back to it, like, afterwards. They were like, damn, you, you legit killed a man. Like, you threw the stick, you need to, like, go into hiding or you something. You threw a trident at a dude, you killed yeah. some <laughs> Yeah, there was consistency yeah. in the first in that first one. So I enjoyed the joke about the new satu when it's the second film's fight scene, and we'll come more into the second film in a bit, but just talking about the two fight scenes. When it was like Kanye West being part of MTV 
and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler is like entertainment news and just stuff like that I did find that quite funny and when Will Ferrell's character Ron turns around and says wow the news is becoming really saturated now I I thought that was quite amusing and then it was like the history news with Liam Neeson and Amina Thor and then Will Smith like it so let's just I'm just going to read out the amount of people this isn't actually the amount of people but this the stars or a-list celebrities they got for that fight scene at the end not including james marsden and his crew right and not including the main cast of champ brick brian fantana and ron burgundy right this is everyone sasha baron cohen from bbc jesus kanye west from mtv (laughs) tina fey and amy poehler from entertainment news jim carrey and marion cotillard doing canadian news Will Smith doing ESPN, Liam Neeson and John C. Riley. Then there was Harrison Ford as well, and there was Kirsten Dunst. And then you've also Harrison got Vince Ford Vaughan at the end as a were hyena. As a were hyena, yeah. Plus, there's a Minotaur in there. True. I think if you had it as Sasha Baron Cohen, Kanye West, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler, and Will Smith, and left it at that, I think that would have been fine. Oh, the stepbrother also played the ghost. Yeah, John C. Riley. But I think if you had them four, because it's just like, oh, Kanye, like Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh. And then Kanye West. And it's like, okay, that's randomly weird. And then Tina Fey and Amy Poehler doing the entertainment news. I mean, they're just legendary anyway. And then Will Smith doing ESPN. If you if you left it on just Will Smith is in Anchorman, because there's A-list celebrities and then there's like Will Smith level of celebrity. I think that would have been funny. Yeah. But then, like, you throw in Liam Neeson and John C. Riley, Harrison Ford coming back, being a were-hyena. And then also <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. And then also Jim Carrey and Marianne Cotillard. I'm just a bit like, okay? They like, picked yeah, but... the cast like a stoner would. Just a lot yeah. of faces that you recognise and just, ah, uh, it's just, look at all this cast. They're killing each other now. Yay. It was funny. They were, tr- they were like, one-upping the previous film. But I guess, like, the previous film, when you eventually kind of got used to its dumb humour and this dumb fight came out of left field, it actually kind of worked because, obviously, they kind of, like, grounded it in the sense of, like, you know, the follow-up scene where it's like, hey, you legit just killed a man, like... you there know, it's consistency. Like, yeah. There was, like, even this over-the-top stupid moment where all these news anchors got together and tried to kill each other, then afterwards they were like oh, you know, you can't touch the face or something. That was good. I like that. That was a good that joke. always rule one. Not allowed to touch the face or hair. Yeah. That, and like, know, that, that was a good joke. When it was, the fight was scheduled, well, scheduled, but made between Ron Burgundy and his news crew versus Vince Vaughn and his news crew. I'm like, oh God, this is random. Um, and then you've got, what was it, the public news or whatever with the guy with the perm? Oh, what the the guy who pushed Wasser face into the bear bear pit? Yes, who was yeah, the yeah, main yeah. actor from yeah, yeah. Um, fucking Shawshank Redemption. And then you've got and then Ben Stiller as part of Spanish news. I was just like, yeah, I was what? like, that's what I was like. <laughs> They're the two most grounding points in those movies, which is ironic because it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'd got like for fuck as well on the internet. Both of them did. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, and on. another thing that's ironic about it is like I was watching, I was, I was doing a bit of like background reading into it, into like where Will Ferrell's inspiration came from. Right. He he based the kind of the story of um, oh, what was the female actress called? Veronica Corningstone's character. Yeah. Yeah. They based her story off like the sexism faced by like I think it was someone called like Jessica Savage or something. I haven't done much background reading into that. But it's like I find it amusing. They've got a film named after a, a man who's a legendary figure who's super sexist towards this woman who's coming up through the ranks. And who is the main character also? Who is or yeah, but who is also the main character. And the the story is is written by a man about, you know, this this iconic like you know woman coming through the ranks in real life but then made into a story about a man and it's like i'm not sure how like is that the joke is it being so on the nose that it's like here we're going to base this film off this legendary individual but then we're still going to name it after a man it's like to me the idea that they had they made it into a comedy film but i think it would have been better as like a drama with comedy elements but not like a heavy drama but then again, this is this is the sort of film that me and you like, George, where it is just this like there is this deeper undertone or there is a little bit of like, I don't know, darkness mixed in with the comedy. Like most average people will look at what's going on in Anchorman and be like, damn, this is one hilarious, but two also fucking awful. But, you know, we, we I guess we would have liked them to have actually like challenged that a bit more rather than. Yeah, they, they paint it out, you know. For example, he starts this relationship with Veronica and then loses it because he can't accept that she's now in his spot and she's actually fulfilling her dream. Like, he won't support her, you know. But shit always goes wrong for him at the point. Yeah, so I think the bet, in my opinion, this is this is still... The first Anchorman is still Will Fer- one of Will Ferrell's top three performances. Yeah, like, he's fantastic as Ron. Yeah, and he also wrote the first one. I can't remember if he wrote the second one, but I think if you did a dual storyline, and I admit there is a dual storyline, but if the main plot was a dual storyline between Veronica and Ron, that possibly would have worked out better because, again, it's two people coming at the job at two different forms. One's already got it. One is the moneymaker, which is Ron, and he is the main guy, and you've got Veronica battling through thick and thin to be the the top dog they did that somewhat better than you're thinking because imagine the sex scene they could have completely sexualized that character whereas it's yeah that's true best with unicorns oh yeah don't don't 100 equal parting yeah or she is appearing off better for most of the movies yeah 100 percent yeah, I'll agree. I would, I would, yeah, I do see what you mean. She is arguably the most sensible character in, in those films. Oh, she's 100% is... the most sensible character. I don't think there's much argument there. But yeah, if you that... actually look at this fi- both films... She still does some crazy shit, though. Yeah, she does do some crazy shit. I but mean, that's who the, doesn't the... in that film? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's within context of, of that movie's universe. Like, you look over both films, objectively, and the most sensible characters are the two main yeah. women. Which I think two is... women? As in, so in the first one you've got Veronica, and then in the second one it focuses less on Veronica, even though she is the more sensible one throughout the whole film as well. It's also got um, their boss, their showrunner, their newsrunner. Yeah. To be fair, I feel like they get more 50-50 than her being sort of like the main premise. 
Oh, was in like it, the lead woman role is shared between them in the second film. Yeah. Yeah, but like the films aren't supposed to be saying like what Ron Burgundy and his compadres are acting like is right. Like it's quite the opposite. They're taking the piss out of how. Yeah, these no, guys Derek. That's that's yeah. A hundred percent agree with you. Like, Something about the films doesn't sit right with me, and I can't put my finger on it. I I think it, I think you have to be like stoned to understand their reality because their reality makes no sense sometimes. Like you can just base it down to that they're all trying to do their own thing. And True. They all get muddled together, and the people who are more caring about and compassionate about the others generally, uh, Baxter. He he never does anyone wrong, and he seems to just come out a badass each time. True. Yeah. Also, Jack Black cameo punting a dog off a bridge. <laughs> yeah. This that is this great. is the thing. This is my number one thing about both films right is the amount of cameos yeah and what they do because it's just ridiculous that that to me is the funniest bit of the entire film of both films mm. which is fair but also eh, not I like great. how channel nine sort of like has its own cameo in the second one as well yeah like it's, it's yeah i know what you mean comes back and blows up everything and then, uh, what was it? Ron finally being a good parent for once gets to his child's recital. That's yeah. another instance of where he's trying to not be invested in himself and things just to start falling in place for him. Oh yeah, true. Like, Ron's character definitely grows throughout the movies, but I do feel like, I guess, sequel syndrome, but Anchorman 2 is just like the same rehash of the same sort of concepts. Like it, it, it kind of almost felt like Ron learned nothing from the first movie moving into the second one. Yeah, like true. I will give you that. But I guess that's the point. It's it's a sequel that's coming out nine years later. That's kind of, I guess it's gonna be almost as much a passion product project as it is like. But to be fair, he did beginning of the second one. He did lose his dream job to his wife, even though he was being a complete dick about. She initially got to that point in the first one was kind of caring less about Ron uh, when he was going missing and just being like, oh, put me on air, put me on air. Who cares about Ron? Just put me on air. Yeah, yeah like, but at the same time, like, he did go, like, if it, like if if your partner legitimately was like, it's your career or me. Yeah, I would definitely pick, like, the career because the partner Yeah, like, you don't want that. If, if your partner's doing that, just bugger off so it's like i don't really have that much sympathy for ron because he did it to himself yeah so this is the thing that i think where the writing falters in the second one if they had written it in such a way that ron had such a meltdown because he lost his job and because his hero told him he was absolute dog shit at his job if he had had such a meltdown and focused on that and just started not ignoring veronica but kind of like it took him to such a deep dark place that he had to restart you would then... then that wouldn't be anchorman would it like exploring the deep dark of the character is no, like no no no, no, no. no you can they still make it dumb said three months later and then carried on with the same old shit yeah that's true yeah if they, if they removed that scene with veronica the i think argument. it would have it would have been stronger or even the line of it's between me and the job like, if they'd even removed that, if it was, like, an argument, you should be happy for me, but it's like, but how can I be happy for you when my hero has told me I'm shit? 
after being the best for in my local area for so many years yeah and around the time that they're going for like uh a lot of the time he gets shit on when his partner that he initially thought was sort of like the best thing on earth is actually better than him and then it's sort of like reality crushing in on you can still write a bad person yeah he does get into some worse things than i would wish upon my worst enemies and you can still write like that situation of my hero has crushed my dreams and still make it comedic but i feel like that's what they're good at they're good at getting the overarching story sort of like pushed towards the back more where and focusing more in in sort of like the details but is that a good thing well as well like good you can put the story on the back burner and still have a bit of a story and have a comedic element throughout. Like I will say, like well, they did have a bit of a story. They do. The no, but in Anchorman, up. in Anchorman Two, it's a lot less prevalent than it is in Anchorman One. In Anchorman Two, he just so happens. Uh, I to thought win a bet. I th- I actually thought Anchorman Two felt like more of a cohesive plot because yeah. Anchorman One, it was just like, I mean, there was kind of a plot, but it was just scenes of dumb shit happening. Heads designed for stoners, like. We're not gonna get around this point. Yeah, but it's not. It's, We're not it's getting around the point. For, We're just like mass media a- a- appeal and like. You, look at, you look at this cast, right? And you tell me if you read the cast out, would you tell me it's a stoner film? Uh, I mean, yes. Everyone, everyone no. at that high level does a drug or something. Yeah, but it's not. If you if you tell me this is a comedy with Danny McBride, Seth Rogen, and James Franco, etc. That I would expect to be a comedy stoner film. Yeah, exactly. 100%. If you if you told me this is a comedy film starring uh, Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd, and Steve Carell and Vince Vaughn, I'd be like, "This sounds like a dumb American comedy." This sounds like a dumb American comedy that I could enjoy. And the way it's like done or anything, it doesn't scream stoner comedy. It screams mainstream comedy film. Like the way it's advertised, the way it's marketed, the way it looks as well. Like because cinema, it is right, but at the heart of it is like you said, James. It's a stoner film. But out of stoner films, I would rather watch Pineapple Express. Hundred percent. That film is amazing. <laughs> because you can. Pineapple s- Express is good, but you st- like stoners still need their variety. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I say that. We need our little points of shittier movies. Yeah, like, but like, this is fair. would you say if you t- if you turn around to your average Joe on the street who knew Anchorman and had watched Anchorman, would they turn around to you and say it's a stoner movie? I don't think so. If you asked them Pineapple Express, for example, or even This Is the End. Off of namesake here, like Seth Rogen is a known smoker, so it's just easier for people to absorb the concept that they're gonna be stoner movies, whereas with real will ferrell he turned he like he loves turning up the notch in just his ridiculousness yeah it's like a secret stoner movie with his sort of stuff i I think it became a cult stoner movie after the fact that it was a stereotypical you know big big blockbuster comedy true i would have been like like i said uh what was it i glossed over it the first time because i was too young all three of us were well, I I just didn't watch it. I missed it at the time. I think I'm just a miserable bastard who can't just take comedy for comedy. <laughs> no, I think 
there's definitely comedy films out there that like we enjoy but i don't know anchorman again it just doesn't sit right i don't know what it all, is like i'd watch it again i probably i i don't think i'd watch it immediately it's not like it's not like hot fuzz i've watched that film so many times it, this is this is the type of film to me that is kind of its own genre and it's usually within the realm of blockbusters where people yeah. know the title and they've usually seen it at least once and transformers yeah. comes under this bracket as well you can switch yeah. off your head yeah that's it you can switch off your brain you don't have to think about it you can just be like oh okay i mean but you can do that with other films as well like but... and, and you enjoy it like i wouldn't say anchorman was bad i wouldn't say like i didn't enjoy it but no, i didn't get bored it's, it's... i said this just before the pod i don't just before we started recording i don't think i've said it so far I almost have no opinion on Anchorman. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's shit. If someone... If I had come back from a night out and someone said, oh, I'm going to throw an Anchorman while we eat al kebab or chicken nuggets or whatever, or cheesy like, chips, yeah. I'd be like, be... yeah, you know what? Sure. But if someone went, oh, let's have a movie night, and I'm like, oh, awesome. Right, I'm well up for having a movie night. We can watch something good and all sit down with our mates and enjoy something to watch. If someone said, we're doing... These are the options... And it was like comedy themed. Anchorman would not be in my top five. It, it probably wouldn't be in my top ten. Yeah. To pick, I would be picking like all three Edgar Wright movies: Baby Driver. Baby like Driver. That. Yes. Like, like. Blaze of Glory, like, Tropic Thunder, etc. Like, there's, like, uh, thing me said, it's a saturated market. Like, there's yeah. So much stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm not even mad at. It not in your sort of like top 20 or shit like that but like it's as powerful as hot fuzz just in a different way uh... i don't know it's not as powerful the story is has the potential to be as powerful but that's the not where they went that's not where they went with the yeah. writing which is to be fair say on that them. to their cult following and then have a war over it. I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I feel like oh. we are going to get like <laughs> a few unhappy people at our opinions, which uh, is yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Like, but like this is this is the point of the pod. It's our opinions. If you want to tell us if we're wrong, please tell us we're wrong and why. Oh, we are definitely wrong, but that that is the thing about opinions. Exactly. I'm just recruiting numbers in my fans, get my own cult following. <laughs> the James Lloyd, the Datsa sausage follow. The Datsa sausage. Hey, following. it probably won't be James Cole. Like I got many aliases that could be fun. Got the Sir Bun- uh, Bunderfluff sausages. <laughs> it will be the sausages clan, or maybe and you'll wave sausages while smoking a joint. Uh, uh, just camping out download. That'd be great. Yeah. Just showing our meat on display. And you'll go out in your dressing gowns as well. <laughs> All right. What was it? Out of the top four the main cast who do you think sort of like us three would fit in what like oh what jobs do you think we would have at the top four sort of like the main uh broadcaster person the sports guy uh what the other in, two which role switch. we would fit which role There's we the, would fill what was it outgoing one what was it people who stand in the streets in the weather storms and shit like that so there's the recent so you've got the main broadcaster you've got the sports personnel you've got the research journalist which is fantana and you've got the weather guy which is brick okay i think james would be brick even though he's not dumb at all he's probably the smartest guy in this group no i'd say james is the research journalist 
No, I think James would do, be the research journalist, 100%. Oh. I think you'd be the weather guy, Ben. I mean, that's that's fair enough. <laughs> like, 100%. Uh, I don't know. Like, I could... I think Ben's right. I think I would do better in the weather because you just send me out into the field and like, ooh, sunny day as we're just all smoking joints in the field. Yeah, but you like, ask good questions. That's the other thing. Or maybe James does dual roles. Yeah, but I do quite a lot of research for shit I'm interested in. So George would probably be the main broadcaster. Yeah. Just reading off a prompter. Just, oh. just shouting in all block capitals when it comes off the teleprompter. Who wrote this? This is somebody else's problem, not mine. Fuck you, San Diego. Or was it fuck off San Diego? It was fuck something San Diego. I think it was fuck you. Fuck you, San Diego. It makes more sense to be fuck you. My favourite characters out of the main four are Brick and Brian. But I can't decide between the two of them. Like, we still was it Champ's uh, Batwings yet. Oh. oh, yeah. Let's start the coronavirus. <sighs> this is supposed to be a movie well, pod and America's it's suddenly become viral. They've already had it going around in their Kentucky fried chicken. I mean, the second one is set in New York as well. True, but not during the apocalypse. This is also true. <laughs> but I would be lying if I didn't think that, weirdly, that bat wing looked delicious to me. <laughs> I mean, anything deep fried looks, with you? looks True, <laughs> delicious. But, like, he was just... I was like, that seems like it would be, like, weird and crispy. James, you worry me that you started the coronavirus and you're just not telling anyone at this rate. <laughs> I haven't started the coronavirus, oddly. But No? Yeah, I haven't been to China. Can we move on from coronavirus and come back to the movie? Probably. Yeah, anyway, Anchorman 2... What do what do we think? Okay, so I'm just gonna I am gonna say this. This is the transition bit between Anchorman and Anchorman Two. You know, at the end of Anchorman, when they say Ron Burgundy went on to do this, Brick Tamlin went on to do this, Brian Fantana went on to do this. Yeah. yeah. It would have been amazing, in my opinion, if we found them in those locations. Yeah. Like if Brian was doing Intercourse Island. Which, by the way, I think it's very funny that they make it sound so absurd that that's a thing, and it's now an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Intercourse Island is Love Island. If it was hosted by Paul Rudd, that would have been wonderful. Yeah. A great picture of him in, like, the main lobby or wherever it is. Just... Just him Montana, just... uh, Let me get my Black Panther or whatever it was. Yeah, but I would have liked I w- I would have liked for Will Ferrell's character of Ron to actually find all three of them. Like, yeah, but they actually then the got NFL. to make like jokes out of them, like leaving their previous roles or being in a different role. Like, you know, did they. I didn't register well, they that. Did. They they had um the oh what's the sports bloke? He left his job, so then he did a lawsuit to get a load of money to then buy his. Yeah, on his way like, out. He, on his yeah. way out. But but he said it was in refer he said he had left in reference to the local news that he was on. True. Not the NFL job that he supposed Which to be he probably doing. like went through a series of jobs, let's be honest. Because it is it is based a period of time. But we're the ones having to fill in the gaps. True, we're, but it's, it's not the film. It's a, it's a no, comedy. It's, I know, but it can be consistent. I literally don't think they were expecting to have a sequel. 
Yeah. They definitely, they definitely weren't. This was made for money and passion, I think. It's somewhere in between, I'm not sure. It's both. Yeah, fair. They just upped the ante. I do, I do yeah. remember this film came out at the hype, or that peak, when most people were talking about Anchorman after it had been out for a while. Or after it had been out for a year. A year? That's no, as in like, so I wrote, so you have Anchorman coming out, and then obviously you would have had a load of people talking about Anchorman, right? Mm-hmm. But when Anchorman 2 was announced or came out, I do remember that everyone, and everyone at my school, and this could have been the, just the same for previous years, I don't know, but I remember when everyone was talking about Anchorman. Everyone had seen Anchorman. Everyone was like, oh, have you seen Anchorman? Why haven't you seen Anchorman? It's been out for like yeah. 10 years. They They commissioned that film at like the peak at when Anchorman was yeah, Anchorman had started to become like a meme at that point rather exactly. than just like a cult classic. Exactly. So it it had not only got cult status, but now it was re it was I'm trying to think of the word, but it was reaccessing that mainstream media point. If you are memeing that and you're sending it around and it's making people laugh. If you turn around to people and say, that character that made that joke is going to be starring in the sequel to the film he was in. Yeah, true. That's just going to sell tickets in and amongst itself. Very much yeah. true. Like, tell me... Like, it's the same thing with the Sonic the Hedgehog film. Sonic's always been popular, but... Yeah, but it was also the fact, like, in terms of Sonic, I think what also helped is the... Or at least I've, hear, I've heard this spoken... Or said by a lot of like fans of Sonic. Is this who... the idea of that they made the Sonic character look worse than it than it was going to? No, they're actually not being that. Cynical. They're saying the opposite. They're saying like, oh, you know, it's it's good they changed this, so therefore we're going to support it. Like they weren't being cynical yeah. at all. There's, Which... there's two ends of the spectrum. I've heard that. Uh, you know, most of the people I heard it was actually the positive end. Which is fair enough. I'm I'm going to stay entirely neutral because I've never really been too much of a fan of sonic and the fact they the fact it was a meme was hilarious and the fact they changed it is cool but i don't really care either way to be quite honest yeah uh so going into anchorman 2 i really enjoyed two things the bit up until the rv was toppling and the fight and then that was it i think it had more merit than that i i I can definitely say that after watching one than two, that I was more into two at the start, just because like I was more into two at the start, hundred percent. I guess I'd I'd gotten on board with the the style of like the tone of the comedy at that point, where it was just dumb. But I also felt like the beginning of two felt like it had more coherency. I feel like it had more coherency, more consistency. I feel like it was more fluid. The first bit. And it was kind of like there was small callbacks as well to like jokes they had made earlier in the film. So it was like uh, Ron finds Champ, and it's like, oh, you hadn't heard. Brian's hit the big time, and then it's like him like photographing, like making all these crude like noises, comments. You see the oh, shirt, you know about Brian, and you're like, oh, he's definitely shooting porn. Yeah. And it turns around, and it's like, yeah, he's shooting pussy Some of a different big old kind. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, like. And that I just think is very, very like it's a it's a small character trope, or not? It's a major character trope actually for Brian Fantana, but it was so well played out and very well acted by Paul Rudd. You're just like that is actually quite amusing. Yeah. And then it was like Paul Rudd's characters in the car, and it's like, oh, you haven't heard? Like exactly repeating what Champ had said like 
five minutes earlier or brick's dead and you're like wait what hang on Uh, what and then suddenly he's alive and you're just like no what he's not just suddenly alive he's suddenly alive at his own funeral while his friend's going yep brick brick please just you're you're alive you're alive (laughs) you've taken him so early from us brick you are the one who's screaming that you've taken him so early from us you are literally that guy who's meant to be in that coffin right now up until the rv toppling over i really enjoyed it because i just thought it was like nice it was fluid it was quick paced as well i feel like it wasn't like breakneck speed but it was nice quick comedy pace it was moving along nicely yeah they had to get all the characters in yeah and they wanted to do it one by one with like their own sort of like weird cameo of what they're doing right now yeah um and then the other thing as well was i actually i'm looking on it like thinking about the film now i actually really also enjoyed when they were doing their own new shit the way they had set it up and they were delivering it was quite amusing yeah but yeah i don't know i just i feel like it's a two-hour film and i remember a lot less from the film and that usually speaks to me like oh it wasn't that great well, one reviewer i was watching just to kind of get a bit more context on it was like saying it just didn't need to be that long and i was like yeah that's that's a that's a fair point like yeah you know i th- could uh feel that at, like the first couple of times i was watching it but this time where i was making notes this is just weird like i don't know how they get from like one point to another the lighthouse thing i just didn't think was needed or the shark but it it felt like uh was it you got that old decrepit person in the lighthouse trope and sort of like it's only him but he's blind now but he's just more angry i just don't know i feel like i can't remember much I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to remember the film. Was it the first? I probably watched it before the point literally that like they start off the GNN with is tell them what they want to hear, not what they need to. Hear. That that just rung sort of like true for like general news stuff though. That again, that uh, seems so absurd. Seems I think that's so the point. Absurd, is, is like I considering like it hits the pin on the head a little bit. Yeah, especially especially for like American news where you've got like channels like Fox News and stuff that are fucking the ones that telling the news but really it's just about like entertainment and ratings and and they you know they they do like again this is like this is the other thing with with comparing like anchorman one and two it's like they they have this subtext of like quite a important discussion point but then it's just gag humor throughout it which i i guess is maybe the point maybe they are just trying to slip that in there so that people will think about that whilst they are getting like the the question you've oh, got to jokes, think but... is that are they slipping those in to make you think or are they putting them in and they or are they put ah, I think did they, they put the jokes in and think because with the yeah. smoking crack scene what is it they're literally smoking crack and like one of the only times where they're trying to sort of like have a healthy discussion about a drug that people may be addicted to around the area but then they get shut down by the police which completely understandable but imagine if they were smart and went for a different angle or in like real life that would be a good thing yeah like so. it's it's weird i feel like with anchorman 2 especially they f- i feel like they put those little sub points in to just make us think like if you think about the film for more than 5 seconds or you think about that specific point for more than 5 seconds it's a stonery thing to do yeah but it's then nice but then it puts like a load of is it basic humor or like just really 
basic gag humor in and i'm just Bar like, jokes oh. yeah this is like this that is kind like... of level and it kind of like it takes it away from it for me a lot and i know they're not trying to make us think it's not that type of movie no it's it, just it's dumb comedy which i don't know i'm in flux with this movie i'm in flux to make stoners think in some places like they're trying to distract them from the overall sort of like but you're saying story. stoners james and this is this is a mainstream movie i don't care Let us have <laughs> it's a difficult oh. movie to compare actually to anything else as well how so oh what anchorman 2 both because the there's That's kind of there is no other film like just it be outrageous out there well, there's outrageous I, I, comedies. There's like, but it's yeah. it's the it's the way it's outrageous that I find, I think it's difficult to compare to nowadays. Like, so if you're talking about outrageous comedies, the first thing that springs to my mind is a Mighty Boosh. But that's outrageous in such a way that it doesn't, it shouldn't offend anyone. Um, the what the Mighty Boosh? Yeah, the Noel Fielding series that he broke through. But like that's outrageous. But it's outrageous in a different respect. It's like, what the hell is going on? if you engage with it for more than two seconds you'll figure out what's going on and it's just hilariously funny and that's outrageous and it offensive is the wrong word but it's like it doesn't it almost doesn't pick on people it doesn't rely on crassness to make it outrageous yeah whereas with anchorman it does and i don't i can't think of another modern film that relies on crassness of a previous oh. time that's recent to make it outrageous that is mainstream i can't think of one true but that is like you are being extremely niche like the thing i'd compare it to is just another american comedy but then like, which american comedy uh what's the one where extremely you, niche but it's... you've got um high school musical bloke as the leader of the frat house and oh, it's was it... they're just no, neighbors to no like i no i'm just i'm using that as an example of just like Neighbors, bad neighbors. And I can barely call that a stoner movie. That's not. It's yeah. not a stoner movie as such, but, but it's like, a mainstream comedy. Yeah, which is what Anchorman is. It's just a mainstream comedy. It's not a stoner movie, even though it makes a great stoner movie. It's been made as a, as far as my understanding goes, anyway, just as like a mainstream comedy, and like everything he says is just crass, ridiculous, over the top comments, which in hindsight make it a great stoner movie. Ted but, like, as well. Yeah, Ted's a good comparison, I guess. You know, apart from the historical part of it. But it's like, yeah, it is just like... Ted, Bad Neighbours and Anchorman, for me, all fall under the bracket of their mainstream comedies with stoner undertones. Uh, That's probably a better word for it, stoner undertones. Yeah. It's just simple comedy, and I guess, not to be dickish, like, when you're a bit under the influence from anything, you're not exactly thinking terribly intellectually are not you? only that let's face it these films are more tailored to though. no i think these films are more tailored to teenagers not to sound horrible but th- they can be it's just more surface level everyone yeah. needs it yeah true you do need, is, like when you're like i just need something simple yeah and i, I, I guess want, like, i want something on to switch off to and look at social media yeah and i think it's unfair to expect like something deep from every piece of like material or like art or whatever because it's like it's it, anchorman's allowed to be what it is and it's it's not a bad movie for what it is it's just it doesn't so f- it fits it's a situational film in my opinion or for me anyway i can't i will never never's a strong word 
it's highly unlikely that I would ever throw Anchorman on. Oh god, yeah, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have been the first thing I'd think to put on. No, but it is like thought throughout the years that I need to watch this because everyone but else. If someone, is yeah, if someone turns around to me and says, like I said earlier, we're coming back from a night out, and oh, let's throw on Anchorman. It's like it's like our tradition when we throw on Big Mouth after a night out. Yeah, true. Like it's that type of thing. One thing I'd quite like to see is. Not even see. James, can you let us can you tell us like a British stoner comedy? That's good. British stoner comedy. Because I can't think of one. I don't know if I'm being incredibly dumb, but I can't think of one. Nothing comes to mind in There must well, be I wouldn't say British comedy lends itself well to like, I would say British comedy is fairly nuanced. Hard to get sort of like it'd be a very niche stoner aspect. Yeah, but I feel like it definitely is malleable and it's definitely doable. Wait, I gotta give it a quick Google because I'm curious now. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I genuinely can't think of one. There I think maybe, like, it wouldn't be a good stoner movie, but maybe like Snatch would Snatch work as a. I don't, I don't know if that's. Cause that's got, stoner. that's got. It's, it's the entire film is just British comedy, but it's also like simple. Like more simple in your face comedy, like you know, some of its most quotable lines type thing. So, and considering you know they're they're trying to hunt this 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 diamond the size of a testicle, it's pretty hard to kind of switch off from the main thread of the movie. So it's like simple premise, simple comedy. It's British comedy, but it's simple. So I think if you know if I was if I was Harold and Kumar, that British? No, that is no way in no way British. That's a hundred percent American. I'm just looking now. Ali G in the house. But yeah, I... that that's like the thing stuck out to me out of everything. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, it's a very hard niche to fill. Like I just typed it in on Google, and the Big Lebowski came up, and I'm pretty sure the Big Lebowski is an American-made movie. Yeah, it's based in like the film itself is based in LA. There's, you can't necessarily throw that as a British comedy. I could see it being those two aspects being very contrasted. It's weird. It, it's 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 difficult. Like, yeah. Should I we would... summarize then? Yeah. So I would give Anchorman both Anchorman movies. Can you say Anchorman movies or is it Anchorman? Anchor people. Anchor people movies. I'd say they're like they're they're good mainstream blockbuster comedy movies, but they're good. Yeah. They're not great or incredible yeah. by and compared to like the cult following i don't i understand I why it. it has a cult following yeah but at the same time like where everyone says it's like the yeah the type thing like i could like definitely understand why this is a cult movie like with just the raw cast like you look at that cast and you go me how many people do i know on here yeah, yeah that's true like I, I, I don't even get that. know this is a movie that just takes my breath away. Yeah, I'd say it takes my breath away because someone farted. Yeah. Um I yeah, I'd say it's a good it's a good mainstream comedy. It's definitely a mainstream blockbuster comedy with the cast and like Will Ferrell being oh, yeah, a Will major point. Commits to that role. Mid the mid noughties were like Will Ferrell's, or the two thousands were Will Ferrell's time. His stuff with SNL, Anchorman, Blaze of Glory, 
killed it. Yeah. Like, 100%. It's a shame he's gone downhill recently with Holmes and Watson and the like. But Anchorman, the first one especially, is a really good mainstream comedy, or a good mainstream comedy, that if you're a stoner, you're going to enjoy it even more, I think. And but I think the second one... that you can pick on if you're not stonery. But you yeah. have to come from it from an original stoner perspective, if that makes sense. Not even I a stoner Logan, perspective, just smoke, just switch your brain off. And then watch it without smoking. You pick up on a lot more stuff. Yeah. And, like, they, they do have jokes. Because I'm just look, looking through my notes. What is it? Uh, Dick Fuck says, stay classy after sabotaging uh, Ron Burgundy. Oh, what, James Marsden's character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gary is too emotionally stable. Because he's a psychologist. <laughs> and then comes back with mind powers. Yeah, yeah. he's a psychologist. <laughs> Gary, Gary's that kind of... The best bits with Gary, the two best bits, one of them he's not even there for. The, what was it? The wife does a psychopathic thing and hides an operation that can save his sight. Yep. It's probably one of the most craziest things that she does. Yep. Uh, I can understand the overreaction for that one, but in the end, he does come back, so. Yeah. Also, the blind training montage. Oh, yeah, that's great. I do love that. And Dobie. Can't forget Dobie and Baxter. Baxter's probably my favorite. Actually, no. I'm look- I'm thinking about him. Baxter's probably my favorite character over yeah. both films. Oh. Baxter saves him from Dobie. And Baxter saves them from the bears. Does does he talk with the bears? Yeah, he chats with the bears yeah. and basically says, I have spoken with your kind. These people mean you no harm. This bear I spoke to was lovely. And then the bear in the enclosure is like, that bear is my brother or my cousin. I will leave you to it. You are always a friend of the bears, Baxter. I'm paraphrasing. That's not the exact quote. It's, it's, it's close enough. I you know what I'd give Anchorman's one of those that I don't regret watching, but I won't watch again anytime soon. Yeah, I think that's the best way I can summarize it. Although if we're drunk on a night out and we head back to mine, we might stick it on for a laugh. Yeah, pretty and record much. Record us drunkenly watching it, and then it will happily surprise you. I will bet you that. Oh yeah, I think I'll thoroughly enjoy it the second time around because I'll have my expectations managed. Yeah, like I'll rewatch it and be like, I know what I'm getting in for. I'm gonna commit to this and probably have a really good time with it but where i was coming into it i mean i I was like okay it's gonna be a comedy but like and i'd seen number two weirdly enough out of out of order whatever so i kind of had an idea but still i was like i don't know i was just a bit disappointed it just when i was coming into it this time i was expecting sort of like what you're feeling now the whole the whole movie does what i don't expect but that doesn't mean it's necessarily good all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the officially unofficial film podcast. Thank you from myself, Ben, and James. We'll see you next time when we're going to be chatting about This Is The End, as we seem it pretty appropriate for this current time period. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good day in the gulag. Gulag. <laughs>